Welcome to our podcast, Shelter Island. Oh, I fucked that up. Why did I say podcast first? Oh, God. I'll start. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Eddie. Right, right. Starting again. <laughs> Welcome to Shelter Island, the podcast where we shoot the shit and compare the lives of a Brit and a Yankee. I'm joined here once again with my co-host Mason Coleman all the way across the pond in London. Mason, how you doing this week? I'm good, mate. Yeah. Uh, apologies to everyone for skipping a week. Hyman was a bit busy getting pissed in New York for Pride. And uh, I can tell you're a bit rusty with that dodgy intro at the start there. So, um, you know, we're back in the swing of things. But yeah, mate, I'm all good this side. And um I'm over the moon because England are doing well in in the Euros. We've actually yes, beat sir. Germany. So it could be coming home. It could be coming home. So I'm getting yes, excited. Yes, sir. <laughs> we're, uh, we're crossing fingers here, Will. <laughs> Mate, um, every part of my body's crossed right now. Even my eyes are. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, like Mason said, uh, we had to take a little week off because, uh, uh, you know, it's a, it was a Big weekend last week in New York City, and uh, I, I wore the same underwear and socks for four days straight, and I slept on people's floors, and uh, now we're, uh, we're getting back at it. We're getting back to business. So, um, of course, we're, uh, we're here again with another guest. Uh, we'd like to mention uh, a household name here at camp. We're uh, bringing it back to camp as always. Uh, and this week, we have Brandon Cowan on the podcast. Brandon, how are you doing today? Good, man. How are you guys doing? Good to see you guys' faces after four long years. Oh, hell yeah. It's been uh, quite a while. <laughs> Even when you yeah. say four years just then, it just flies by completely. I've, I've been getting all the Snapchat memories and everything, and it's almost like a, over four years since I flew out. And it's just like, I feel like, shit, I'm stuck. I'm stuck here, and I can't get over there. Like, <laughs> Well, you're not stuck, bro. You can, you can hop on over. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> just break the law, why wouldn't I? <laughs> Wait, can you not leave? Nah. Really? Oh, if I quarantined, but yeah, I can't afford to do that. <laughs> well, I'll be in New York soon. You can, uh, you, you guys can both come on out. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. So Brandon, tell us a little bit about yourself. Obviously introduce everyone to you, uh, where you're from, how you ended up at camp, how we met, things like that. Uh, well, my name is Brandon Cowan. I'm originally from Florida, living out in uh, Portland, Oregon right now. I got involved with you guys at summer camp because after my baseball playing days, I was looking for a coaching gig and went on a website and I saw a summer camp position open up and I was like, I haven't been to summer camp since I was three years old. I might as well give it another shot. So <laughs> applied. I talked to Iggy for like an hour on the phone. I was like, this sounds actually like a really good time. So gave it a shot and went out to New York and probably had the best two summers of my life. <laughs> And it's, it's weird because uh, obviously coaching little Jewish summer camp kids is the exact same as coaching baseball, right? <laughs> no, no. It's exactly what I was looking for, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good break. That was actually the, yeah, that was the one precursor Iggy gave me. He's like, yeah, don't expect like, you know, Sandy Koufax is out there on the, on the baseball field. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to take it nice and easy and see what I got to work with. And he was right. There's nobody out there. No talent. <laughs> <laughs> Except, if any, except for Hino during the uh, counselors game. Oh, I was I was baller that game. <laughs> exactly. I, I I rode bench the whole time. <laughs> nah, you had like the biggest base hit we had. <laughs> I don't even remember back then. That was too long ago. I'm surprised you remember all that shit. 
well, that was the first year we had like the inner camp with the counselors. Oh yeah. And it was like me, you, Malinka, and all those oh, other yeah. people on our team. Oh, that was 20, 2016, right? 16. Yeah, yeah, 2016. Yeah, that was my first year there. And it's it's it was great because uh, whenever we played those counselor games, we used to play um, this one camp. Uh, I'm not going to say what the camp was just for uh, for shits and gigs, but we go used to play on, this one. Go on, say no, it. we can't. No, we can't. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we used to play this one camp that was like like for the kids it was like a fat camp right so they would go and like they would go to lose weight um so of course when the kids are all fat the counselors are all like super buff and like their trainers pretty much so we would all be like oh like they're gonna come and it's gonna be all like fat people like we're gonna we're gonna win and all of a sudden they would come and be all like buff people and we'd be like holy shit <laughs> and you won still we won still <laughs> but damn like <laughs> mason's a big fan of baseball he's uh he's really good at it yeah oh i know i'm sure <laughs> with those with those twiggy arms you got there oh right. yeah i know i look like one of them giant fl- inflatable waving arm tube man things with my arms like i genuinely cannot throw a ball for the life of me in school because like, we, we'd never really done we done a bit of baseball we done like softball and like we, the main thing we do is rounders, which is just like I don't know if you do you do rounders. Do you know what that yeah, is? Yeah, rounders. It, it, it's it's yeah. basically like I guess it's like baseball, but like a, a kid's version. Yeah, so like t-ball. Yeah, basically. So you just like swing and then you just run round. Okay, yeah. Like okay, that's all I can really describe. I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> no, that's not baseball. That's just straight up baseball. You swing and you run around a bit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that wraps it up. That's what baseball is in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> but me and my mates used to do um, football rounders. So, like, just obviously just have the football down, or say the bowler would just pass the ball to you or could throw the ball to you if you wanted to volley it, and you could just smack the shit out of it and then go running. That's kind of the, the, the British way of doing it. Like, if, any, if we can turn it into football or soccer, as you say, in any way, we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> But anyway, so obviously you came to camp as uh, the baseball specialist. So you had to teach a bunch of shitty kids baseball. Um, yeah. <laughs> and how, how was that? What was like the best parts and the worst parts about it? Uh, the best parts, obviously, the nights out, obviously. <laughs> I love that. That's what yeah, everyone thankfully always I like, <laughs> Thankfully, I had like the oldest, I had the waiter. So like my job wasn't like super terribly hard. Like I could oh, pretty yeah. much run whatever I needed to do. I didn't have to worry about like shitty ass like eight year old kids like, <laughs> and stuff like that. Oh, like we did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I missed out on the whole summer camp counselor experience by that one, but I'll take it. But like, it's pretty cool. Like that you had like the oldest kids. Like they were more like your like your buddies than they were like campers. Yeah, yeah. And I still keep up with a few of them from time to time. Like, uh, oh, who is it? Well, they're old now. The kids that you had, yeah. If they were, if uh, they were sixteen, yeah. If they were sixteen back when you had that, and like back yeah. when you had them, like they're old. <laughs> you know, like oh, they're yeah, probably sure. they're probably twenty one now. Yeah, finally have a beer with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, who'd have thought? I, I can't. That's the last thing. The last thing I'd want to do is have a beer with my kids that I had in my bunk. <laughs> I just want to lob a beer on the face and just never see him again. 
you're gonna see them at you're gonna see them at a bar one day. Oh, could you imagine? You're gonna be come up. I'm like, oh god, no, go away. You you're gonna be visiting me in New York City, and you're gonna hop into a random bar and see them, and we're just gonna both be like, no, I just don't, I just would not know how to react. Like you little shit. <laughs> Exactly that. Get right in their face. (laughs) You made my summer a living fucking hell, mate. Yeah. 15 years ago. (laughs) No, but the the hardest part was just like standing out there for 50 minutes a day and like guys can't even catch the baseball like properly. But yeah, that was my job to teach how. Is it hard that you have to like take everything and kind of like dumb it down a lot and then like say it over and over again? Like, yeah, because like you'd assume like catching a ball, like just putting your glove up like this and catching it would just be like a simple motor skill, like you can just do pretty quickly. But they were playing pretty much. They were playing fetch when they're playing catch. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs. I love that. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I think my my favorite days of baseball was when uh, when it was like scorching hot out, um, and then you'd lay out the tarps and like practice yeah. quote-unquote sliding but you're really just playing a slip and slide <laughs> yeah, exactly and just praying nobody got hurt yeah <laughs> but it's Brandon I've got one question for you okay yeah so on the first season of our podcast we had a fellow friend on coach of course he was an American football coach and I'm sure we all yeah. know him quite well what's better baseball or American football now you're really going to tie my hands on this one, Mason. Because <laughs> I understand where people say, like, baseball is boring and super slow. But if you know the game and, like, know what's going on, it's actually very intriguing. But at the same time, I'd rather watch the Super Bowl than I would any other baseball game, honestly. So, like, wow. I say baseball is better, but I'd rather watch football. Ooh, okay. Okay. So what about in terms of coaching then? Because obviously he coaches, you coach. Do you think, do you prefer, obviously I know you say you prefer baseball, but do you think it's it's better playing baseball or? Yeah. I mean, there's no broken, I mean, there's not usually any broken legs or anything like that. So, <laughs> you have all those gruesome injuries. <laughs> I, At I, worst, somebody will like throw their arm out, but that's it. <laughs> I think uh, football just has like, that sort of camaraderie that goes with it, you know? Yeah. Where, I mean, yeah, obviously. Sure. That's, that's part about sports, though, is the fact that you can build that type of camaraderie with, like, guys from all over the country. And, like, in a matter of a few weeks, you guys are pretty much, like, family and, like, sharing beds in hotel rooms, doing crazy shit like that. So that's part about sports for me. That reminds me a lot of, uh, a lot like Monticello. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking to say that. Well, (laughs) you're making friends with everyone from across the country, from all different walks of life. You create this big Monticello camaraderie and then you share beds together in the hotel. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I was thinking we've not actually spoke about Monticello in ages because Craig only went on the last night, didn't he? Yeah. So we've not spoken about it in ages, so it'd be rude not to come back to it. Brandon, you said <laughs> oh. you you loved all the nights off. Just just share some of them with us because every time we listen to them, they're just gold. So we'll go Monticello first and then everything else just naturally just drunkly flows well, after. 
my favorite story was my first year. I think Jaime remembers this one. A uh, girl named Holly got her passport, her phone, everything stolen from the bar that night. So she used, we used the iPhone tracker the next morning at like eight o'clock, still pissed drunk from the night before. And it takes us to legit, like the worst part of Monticello where like, there's just like blankets as like window, like uh, curtains and stuff. You can just see just how just like run down and ghetto it is. We're knocking on doors at nine o'clock in the morning, asking for our stuff back. We get to the last house and we notice the guys from the bar and like, oh yeah, we have this passport. And like, oh, can we have it back? So he goes down to like another apartment, grabs it. But by the time we already called the cops, uh, so they pulled up as it was happening. They jump out of their back porch door and start taking off. And the cop tackles him live right in front of us like we're watching cops. <laughs> Hands down, the worst idea we've ever had. Hands down. I mean, I mean at least she got her passer back. Oh, yeah, but she, but she didn't get it back for, like, an extra, like, three weeks because, like, they had to do, like, police report, use it as, like, evidence. So she had, like, just a paper copy of her passport she used to go to friends. But thankfully, you know, That's, that's, that's all I use. It's fine. It got me in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's, that's crazy, though. Wait, it's, it's crazy that before the cops came, he was like, oh, yeah, I have your passport. And he was going to like go run down and give it back to you. Like if I had stolen a passport, I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But we had noticed something. He knew that we saw like, he was like, Oh yeah, you're definitely the guy. So like, he's like, Oh yeah, I only have the passport. Everything else I don't have. We're like, all right, that's kind of sus. So we called the cops <laughs> and they showed up at the right time. It was probably the funniest thing that's happened. So did she get like, was it the phone and did she get everything out, everything back? Yeah, she got it back after like the court cases and everything. Yeah, oh, I was gonna say because like, yeah, that's so sus. But like, yeah, I've got you, but uh, you can have the passport, which is no use to me. But the phone and everything else valuable. Yeah. Nah, I haven't sold that, mate. Nah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a good time. So we we always talk joke about how we're on a live episode of Cops and we filmed it. And incredible! Wow. If that doesn't yeah. convince people to move to Monticello, New York, I don't know what would. <laughs> I love Monticello. I don't get why it gets by such a bad rap. It is so much fun over there. <laughs> it's kind of its own. It's got its own rules, isn't it? It's like anything oh, yeah. goes there. You know, it's just it's just for. Yeah. It, it's just it's a shithole, but it's it was our shithole, and that's what I loved about it. <laughs> just people sleeping in bushes or like sleeping oh, under the sink or like. I the, the amount of times that I've slept at friends like. <laughs> yeah. Coach would always sleep in the bathtub. So as soon as we get to the hotel room, he was like, he was like I got the bathtub. <laughs> he, he specifically wanted the bathtub. <laughs> yeah, every single time. What about, what about if someone needs a piss in the middle of the night? Say what? What if someone needs hello? Paper? Yeah, what if someone needs a piss in the middle of the night? Like, well, I mean, there's already people like already in front of the toilet, so you just got to walk around people at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got Coach just laying there in the bath, all comfy. <laughs> Exactly, all cuddled up and everything. It looks so cute. <laughs> so, what, what was your go-to Monticello drink? Oh, God. Because I mean, I, I obviously, don't... a go-to Monticello drink is totally different than a regular go-to drink because you're just trying to get fucked up the quickest. 
Yeah, and that's where you just start shotgunning four locos on the way to the bar. <laughs> we actually would hit the the liquor store that was like right down the street from that Dunkin' Donuts. That oh, yeah. was like the go-to stop, especially since I had like waiters, I had like extra time. So I just drove off campus with somebody's car and came back and like locked and loaded for the party for everybody. So <laughs> I think it'd probably be like a good crown royal at my go-to at that point. Okay. That's pretty fancy for Monticello. Well, yeah, I'm a very fancy guy. You know? <laughs> Everyone pulls up with like bottom shelf vodka and like four locos, and you're like, I got my crown royal, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> what, I what? pay the price. I paid the price for those nights. Don't worry. <laughs> what is crown royal? The whiskey. Ah, uh, you are fancy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Big Cowan on the old whiskey. Yeah. Monticello. I was I think passed out after two four locos, so I couldn't have. A, I, I didn't have time to try the nice stuff. No, I couldn't do the four <laughs> locos anymore. I, to be fair, this weekend I actually had a four loco for the first time in like three years. <sighs> no, <laughs> how'd that go over? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To be fair, I ended up staying up until eight a.m. that night. Like I had the energy. Um, so maybe four locos do wonders for me. I don't know. I we, I um. I had it on the cab on the way to the club and uh, we got out of the club at like 5 a.m. And I was like, you know what, guys, like I'm not tired at all. Like, I think that four loco just did some wonders for me. And we ended up staying up until like 8 a.m. partying. Mate, you have no idea how jealous I am that you can go to your club. Oh, fuck, you should annoying. you should see the club I went to this weekend. I saw it's, it looks insane. There was at least like 5000 people in one room. Yeah, what's it like in my, in Montana, Brandon? Oh, it's wide open. They're not even COVID around, which is a <laughs> blessing for me because in Oregon, like everything's still like anally tight, like COVID restrictions and stuff. So they're waiting for like seventy percent vaccination rates before they take off like any restrictions. So mm. I'm happy wow. to be out here in the middle of nowhere. You know, what, they have no rules. What yeah. is the uh, the going out culture like in Montana? Yeah. there's no no going in that's the problem everyone is literally drunk all the time like i said it's open container laws like it's like you're in new orleans yeah oh so you can literally just drink in the street yeah you can take a beer from your house go walk into the bar you can go from one bar to the next with a drink in and everything it's the only city in montana that does that that's kind of awesome sick yeah uh the only drinking rules are no drinking between 2 a.m and 6 a.m (laughs) <laughs> like at, least at no all or in public well, in public in public <laughs> but as soon as that sun rises you can drink <laughs> wait 2 a.m to 6 a.m that's when the party gets good <laughs> exactly that's what i said so you got to be drinking in your house <laughs> but it's uh as you know big fourth of july weekend so oh yeah this place is going to be absolutely wrecked what time oh, do you yeah. start drinking what time well, I've got a baseball game, so I've got to I've got to wait until like after the game. So I I'm drinking in the middle of those curfew hours where you can't be drinking. Uh, <laughs> so I got to like start like 11 p.m. and like catch up every day. <laughs> you better hope this doesn't go live anytime soon. The the cops might be after you. <laughs> oh, I'm not worried about the cops here. They their uniforms are just like little purple shirts. Like they're not even like little cops out here. Where it's a do you joke. Live? <laughs> where do you live? 
are you living? You Montana, bro. Where on earth is that? Like, Hymo says, like, he's from middle of buttfuck nowhere, but Montana. Middle, middle of buttfuck Montana, like, <laughs> off down pretty much southern eastern part, southwestern part of it, but it's still in the middle of nowhere. Like, the closest, like, big city is an hour away, and it's only, like, big because they're college now, so... Was that Bozeman? Bozeman and Missoula, yeah. <laughs> so we're like, I heard, heard Bozeman's pretty awesome, though. I haven't had a chance to go out there. I'm too busy being drunk here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Hey, them open yeah. container laws is what keeps you there. Exactly. I might that's stay cra- here for an extra week. That's crazy. Like, no more having to finish off your beers and go to another pub. You can be like, oh, should we go to somewhere else? You can just take it with you. Yeah. Even gla- and, even even the glasses. Uh yeah, you I mean there's plastic cups, but yeah, they're letting you just walk around, do whatever you want. That's quality. I mean, like uh, kind of kind of in New York they got rid of that rule. I mean, obviously you can't just freely do that, but like yeah. th- like th- th- this weekend I was like trying to walk out of a club with my drink and like the guy looked at me and I was like I just like went like this and like put it behind me and he was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Let me go. Yeah, it's above his pay grade <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Damn. But yeah. Right. This, this place is actually kind of crazy because every night after the games, we just drink out on our front porch and the town is just going crazy at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Like two nights ago, girls are just like riding around. They had like an inflatable cock they put on their uh, <laughs> top of their car and driving around. They're throwing fireworks at people as we're driving, like walking by and stuff. That's is it like awesome. is it a lot of bars and clubs there then? Like how no, big is the place? Not very big. I would say, I guess it's like a Monticello. Like there's like five or six bars, one high school, no nightclubs. <laughs> oh, wow. Country it drinking. Like, it sounds like we need a trip to the Montana Monticello. <laughs> yeah, you guys need to make a visit out here immediately. I'm, Are you I'm speaking about flyer right now? Yeah. Come on out. Yeah. About 11 other bedrooms I can share. <laughs> You're saying about different um, drunken memories and everything like that. And one that I remember one of our old guests, Damien, said about was shotgun on four locos and drinking at Skinner's Falls. Just talk a little bit about like the memories of Skinner's Falls for us. Well, the ones that I can remember were pretty good. You know, we'd always, there was those nights where you like, you were on duty and we had to like rush out there, like right after we get off of our post and stuff. So like you're playing catch up at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, like on the way there, like Damien's in the back, just serenading with his, us with his voice and <laughs> singing tunes and making everybody happy while I'm just trying to drive and get us there in the middle of the dark. So I'd say one of my favorite memories, obviously, is first year catching a dead fish in my bare hands. Uh, <laughs> Wait, the, was, uh, was, it, was it dead when you picked it up? Or? Yeah, so like when, remember like in the orientation week, they had like the Seattle fishermen thing that they would always like talk about. And they were always talking about like throwing fish and making the fun atmosphere. Well, the very first weekend we got out there to Skinner Falls, there's like a couple of fish just floating in the water. And some of the guys just picked it up, started tossing it. And then they toss it to me, but they chucked it probably a good like 30 yards in the air. And there's just this dead fish just like <laughs> flopping in the air. And I catch it like one hand. I'm like, oh, <laughs> the fucking hell. I got the 
selfish. Oh, it's a, it's one of my favorite pictures that I have. It's just me, just like bare chest and just drum, like, oh. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. <laughs> I miss Skinner Falls so much. Skinner Falls was was one of my favorite days off. Yeah, absolutely. Every single time. Yeah. I remember there was one time I drove to Skinner's Falls. I borrowed Malinka's car. But the thing about Malinka's car was that the speedometer was was broken. (laughs) The speedometer was broken, so it never went lower than 20. Yeah. So when you so when you were going 20 miles, like when the speedometer said 20 miles an hour, you were really going 40. Yeah. So I remember the first time she tells me that she goes, don't believe you're going 20. You're really going 40. And that's all she said. And I didn't know what that meant. And I got in the car and I was like, what does she mean by this? And I started driving and I was like, holy fuck, it's broken. What's <laughs> up, fuck car? I was like, why am I driving? Why does it say I'm driving so slow? Like, I feel like I'm driving faster. Yeah. <laughs> this is the fastest 60 kilometers an hour car I'm going in. <laughs> it's like the like headlights didn't turn on and it's like the door yeah. didn't open. Like, <laughs> and I we're driving up a brace one day. <laughs> I drove, I borrowed her car because she was staying on duty and I borrowed it to go to friends at night. But because I'm not, because I'm from Florida, we never used the parking brake and she was from Virginia where they sometimes use it. I drove all the way to friends from camp with the parking brake on. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I smelled like burning. I was like, what is that smell? And then everyone's like, dude, you have the e-brake on. I was like, who uses the fucking e-brake? <laughs> so. Oh, fuck. <laughs> dude, really like, that, that, it's okay. It was already fucked Exactly. <laughs> Just adding more to it. <laughs> Holy fuck. Okay, so anyway... Speaking of like days off and traveling and things, um, I know in, in 2016, I didn't go anywhere. I went right to school. Um, I know and then 2017, we had the uh, infamous California trip that me and Mason went on. Um, so obviously as an American, it's always interesting to like do traveling in your own country after camp. Like what, yeah. what did you do for those summers? Like where did you travel to? First year, it was me and my group with like Luke, Holly and Alice uh, we just did an I-95 trip down from New York, going down to Florida, because uh, they were all flying out of different places um, and stuff. So we went to like D.C., Philadelphia, Atlanta, which was fucking great because we went to a baseball game. They had like a brewing and baseball game. So like yeah. before the game started with, we were just down in the outfield, just testing all the local breweries. Had probably about 10 or 15 beers extra. <laughs> And then we ended up in Orlando. We went like uh, airboat riding through the swamps. A couple gators awesome. came up to our boat, which is always, you know, a Florida thing to do. Just take fucking foreigners and see gators. Uh, <laughs> and then we ended up in Miami for like last three nights. We met up with uh, Emma, uh, Amy yeah. Finland, all them and that crew that first year. And we tore Miami up. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, my God. I was so jealous. Yeah. And then everyone on at that point ended up going like, I think that crew ended up going like on a Bahamas, like yeah. cruise like down the there. Cruise. Yeah. Which I wish I'd have fucking gone on. Cause that looked like a lot of fun. It's one week overdue, but it's your favorite time of the week. We're of course here for beer of the week. And yeah, I am thirsty. I'm absolutely gasping for a beer. But unfortunately, I guess, Brandon, you can't have one at the moment, can you? 
I cannot have one today, gentlemen. I have a baseball game I've got to coach at, and that probably would be a good look if I was seen on the internet getting drunk. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll let you off, but I know you'll make up for it on Absolutely. 4th of July. Like, you know, Independence Day, I'm sure you'll have a few beers for us. Speaking of that and the Yanks, hi, Mo, what have you gone for this week? Uh, so, again, to go along with my... Um, claiming to have sponsorships and hopefully we'll get some soon. Um, I have uh, hopefully a future sponsor, um, a beer called for science. Um, it is a double IPA uh, right here from Long Island. Uh, and it's from a uh, brewer called destination unknowns. And it's like 10 minutes from my house. That's um, awesome. Very yes. Nice. And it is a 8.3%. Nice so, <laughs> it looks like I'm drinking for uh, the both of us, Brandon. I <laughs> hey, appreciate it. Thanks for having my back. <laughs> I'm also, for, for the record, I'm also on lunch for work right now. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get back to work in the afternoon and be like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a liquid lunch. <laughs> liquid lunch, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I let you off. Well, Mason, what, what are you drinking today? Uh, well, because you were harping on at me to go local and get a local beer and everything, I had a cool one lined up, but I might save it for next week. But this one this week, um, I had a little wander through Shoreditch and down Brick Lane, and I found this cool craft beer shop. So I've gone for this. It's simply called Peckham Pills. And have a wild guess where it's from and what type of beer it is. <laughs> Uh, I think it's from Camden, and I think that it's a lager. Yeah, get in a bit. Nah. <laughs> it's, from, it's from Peckham, would you believe, which is in South London. Those who know Only Fools and Horses, one of the best <laughs> British shows. We're from Peckham, Rodney. We've got a Peckham Pills. So, yeah, it's by Brick Brewery. And it's just a Pilsner. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it's nice. It looks nice. It wants you for nearly about three, four pounds for one can. So um, this is for you. Really? Homer. Yeah. Exactly. And I left it last minute, so. Damn, three or four yeah. pounds for one can? Yeah, for one, it's literally like a can of Pepsi size. Oh, my God. And that's, okay. that's this is tiny because you guys have bigger cans out there. So this is like, <laughs> this is ridiculously small. This that's is like a gold. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so that's like four bucks, pretty much? Pretty much, yeah. Fuck that. For one can, that's ridiculous. <laughs> for, a, for a Pilsner, I'm not paying $4. Yeah, so... Um, hi, Mo, you, you owe me. I do, I do. I'll, I'll get your next one, Mason. If they sponsor us, you can send them over to me. Look how beautiful that is. Look that's that very good. That's good. I, don't, I don't even have a glass, but I'm going to drink mine at the can because I'm too thirsty. You so. don't have a glass? You always yell at me for not having a glass. Mate, what's the point? Because it's not going to fill it. It's that small. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, have two, I'll have two sips and it's done <laughs> all right well on that cheers to your two sips yeah and there's uh, nothing uh, yeah. <laughs> cheers to the water <laughs> yeah variety's at its fine right now i actually haven't been this sober since i've been here so <laughs> oh that's good that's really hoppy Wow. <laughs> this is actually really good, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. I'll, Complains I'll be, about the price immediately. I finished it. So, yeah, enjoy it while it lasts. It's going to go quickly. Yeah, exactly. I feel like a connoisseur after takes every sip. 
This is good. I got a whole pint out of this one beer. Mm. Oh, don't rub it in. Gross. <laughs> you know what? I could, I could, if I got a pint glass and I literally poured this and topped it up with water, I've got Budweiser. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Shots fired. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I mean, we're never ever going to get sponsored by them, are we? No. <laughs> oh, maybe now they'll want to sponsor us. They'll be like, "Oh, we'll prove to you that it's good." Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that one. However, uh, how would you rate your fancy double IPA? It's beers? really good, actually. Um, I'm going to go along with the percent here, and I'm going to rate it in eight point three. Nice, because it's 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 really. I, I don't know if you like hoppy beers, Mason. It's it's really hoppy, mm. but it's like not like um like it doesn't uh, linger around your mouth where it's like it makes you thirsty after you drink it. It's like mm. there's refreshing in it too. That's cool. So it's like super hoppy, so it's not like fruity or light or anything, but then it's mm. like still refreshing. Oh, nice one. What about you? What do you rate your uh, oh. Peckham Pills? Peckham Pills, right. Well, I think I'd be a bit harsh if I went by the percentage, 4.8. <laughs> or or if I went with the um the volume of the can, which is fuck all. Uh, <laughs> but I'll I'll go for an eight. It's not it's actually a nice rock. Okay. <laughs> but for all for all the shit I'm giving it, no, it is nice and yeah. Peckham Pills is never gonna sponsor again. us. Yeah. <laughs> actually said so no, I'll give it I'll give it a seven for the price. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so because eight for I the could, taste, get, seven for I the could price. I get a pack of four for that. Yeah, you know, so you you don't want to know how much I paid for these beers. <laughs> Go on, I'm willing for, to bet at least eighteen bucks. Uh, it was uh eighteen ninety nine for four, but they're to be fair, they're pint cans, and it's eight point three percent, and it's also New York City, and it's New York City. We we have a high liquor tax. So anyway, uh, Cowan, I want to know what kind of beers do you got where you are? I know you said Montana brews the fuck out of beer. You're always drunk. <laughs> but like, I've never had a Montana beer before. Like what, what is for all the listeners out there? Like what can they drink when they go to Montana? Well, I actually, they have one here. It's called Montucky. Um, it's like 5.3% type of stuff. Just a light little Pilsner, uh, just get you drunk. But it's cool because they actually give 8% of all their sales back to local businesses so oh, wow. i'm drinking for a good cause around here <laughs> yeah, so it's very cool that they do that so that's awesome i, I love how you yeah. think like that's all you got to say to the police if you get caught drinking during the curfew just say i'm doing it for the local businesses it's fine, exactly. Like. exactly i'm doing it for the people of you <laughs> i'm paying back to the community yeah come on guys <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what i do all the time you know because i get drunk and then i get really bad munchies and i go support local businesses when i buy a fuck ton of food <laughs> i'm always drinking to support the local economy nice oh. yeah you're gonna have to like send us a clip later of you uh downing a beer and saying like that like this makes up for later <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll go, i will I'll go. absolutely do that so you guys can edit into yeah. the video yes <laughs> All right, we are back with guest Brandon Cowan today. Um, if you guys didn't know, by the way, that we were sp uh, talking a little bit before, uh, Brandon uh, was our baseball specialist at camp when we met him, uh, and now uh, he does that for his career. 
Um, so Brandon, tell us a little bit about how you got into baseball, uh, what you're doing now, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so played baseball, obviously, my whole life growing up as a little kid. Played four years of college baseball. Had a great time there in Tennessee. Uh, won a championship while I was there. Uh, and then after that, I went on to play professionally in this minor league. Uh, played one year down in Fort Worth, Texas. That league went bankrupt, so I went to the league the next year uh, <laughs> in Southern Illinois, which is like Carbondale. Um, then after that, I decided to hang it up because my dad had gotten sick and my arm gave out on me. So I was like, I'm not making $600 a month the rest of my life just trying to make this dream come true. So that's actually when I ended up going to camp was when I was looking for coaching jobs. And I just came across it on a website, went to it. And then I moved out to Portland, Oregon, been coaching there for like two years. Actually now for the summer, coaching in a wood bat league uh, here in Butte, Montana. We are the Mining City Tommyknockers, currently sitting in second place in our division. So that's good. Uh, I'm the pitching coach here. Got a pretty good team, I think, actually going to win the championship year. Fingers crossed, but we've got a lot of obstacles in our way. So we're just trying to plow through them and get to the championship series by August. That's awesome. So obviously yeah. not a lot of people know about minor leagues. I know like major leagues is what's on TV and stuff, but um, like so for minor leagues, there's different leagues based on regions, right? Uh, just based off of like higher levels, um, the one I was at was like just the most basic level entry level. Yeah. Like you're, you're an intern, just like, you know, opening, doing like mail service type of stuff. So it was fun. It wasn't, you know, trying to get like paid the big buck. It was going to be a reality, but we had, you know, the trips are like hanging out on the bus, stuff like that. Um, shitty meals before the game, shitty meals after the game, not living the most lavish <laughs> lifestyle, but. It's an experience that you really should try to if you're a baseball player, to be honest. That's kind of awesome, though, because it's it's like you're doing what you love, but you're still kind of like like humble about it. Like there's no like publicity and there's no like huge crowds and there's no like like you have oh, to yeah. be all uptight and proper, you know, like you don't have to keep an image. It's kind of like, yeah, you do your thing and then you go home and you drink beer. <laughs> Exactly. It's, it's a good time. You know, it's not like when you're in college, you have to worry about school and this and pleasing the coach type of stuff. It's just go out there, play baseball. You perform well, go out and get drunk. If you don't perform well, go out and get drunk. So <laughs> either way, it was a good party to have. It prepared me for my, it prepared me for my time over at uh, Camp Chippenaw. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> So I, I want to play a little game because you, you sort of went through uh, all the cities and stuff that you've been through. Um, so I'm just going to, well, what I'm going to do right. is I'm going to say uh, all the places that you've either played or coached uh, and you're going to say the best part of that place and the worst part of that place. Gotcha. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have okay. to do with baseball, just the city in general. Okay. You got it. So you got it. For, Fort Worth, Texas. Best part. The food. Because you're in Texas, which is barbecue country, and I love some barbecue food. So we were in a really good spot for, to have some good eating. Uh, worst part of it was shit, making $500 <laughs> per month. So you've really wow. got to be, yeah, really got to be careful what you spend your money on. So 
Sounds like lot some cheap barbecue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> cheap barbecue and beer is what I had for my pregame meal. So. <laughs> All right. Um, next is Carbondale, Illinois. Best part, my host family. They, uh, the host families are the people who have taken the minor league players into their homes and stuff and, like, give them a bed to sleep in and, you know, provide food and stuff. My family, the Vaughn family, if you're listening, love you guys, miss you. Uh, they had, like, a good 100-acre lot that they had. Uh, they had ATVs, four-wheelers, jet skis, pontoon boat they take you out on they fill the fridge with beer anytime you needed it and then they end up buying a restaurant in the city so we would just go there and hang out and drink and eat with them so hands down host family in carbondale was the bee's knees wow uh, worst part about carbondale nothing really it's a college <laughs> town so there's plenty to do there's plenty of bars plenty of girls to go chase after the game so <laughs> I really enjoyed my time there. So worst part was leaving. <laughs> yeah, worst part was definitely just leaving. <laughs> All right. Uh Portland, Oregon. Oh man. Best part, the views. Uh I moved out there before I started coaching just because I hated Florida so much. You know, it's just a flat, barren wasteland of fucking old people and mosquitoes. <laughs> so <laughs> I needed something more, more views than just the beach and a lake. So I just moved out to Portland and uh, behind our baseball field up there in Portland, good view of uh, the volcano that's out there, Mount Hood, um, beautiful area. So that's the best part. Worst part was our record. When I left there to come here, they were like three and 30. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, that's like me at field. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was my first year there, so I was like, uh, I'm not gonna like try to step on anyone's feet because I'm just like coming into the program. So I was just like going with the flow of it, but there's just no structure. So like the kids just weren't, they were never focused into the game type of stuff. So that's why we went three and thirties. That yeah. was five. But you, you were in Portland for a little bit though, right? Like I, I remember for a few years yeah. you were in Portland. Yeah, I moved there in 2017 and I waited to get like my feet settled out there before trying to like get into coaching, knowing coaching doesn't pay the big bucks either. So like you need like a part-time job plus coaching plus probably another part-time job to make ends meet just because rent in Portland's like out of its ass right now. Like because everyone's moving out yeah. to the Pacific Northwest um, in that area. So they're raising rent prices. So that was just, I knew I had to get settled first, get my bank account set up, and then I could start going into coaching. So, all right, uh, and now finally, Butte, Montana. Oh man, what's not to love about Butte, Montana? And <laughs> 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 and it's for real though. Like I got here, I was like, man, it's gonna be a weird summer being in the middle of cowboy country type of stuff. But the views behind our field—they have like the Rockies, like. It's a good mountain range, like right behind our outfield. There's a, a Virgin Mary at the top of the mountain that they have put up above the town, and it lights up at night. So there's like a, a lit up lady. At, they call it the Lady of the Rockies and stuff. Uh, so the views are good. The people are awesome, somewhat awesome. They're, you know, they're driving around with inflatable dicks around their cars. And, <laughs> 
love that. Everyone sleep on air mattresses right now. <laughs> so he's. That's all, but when, he, when he comes back, stumble and pissed at like three, four a.m. That's what you want. Yeah, I mean, I've got a good bed. I've got a nice king size bed that has like a comforter on because I'm staying at the team owner's house. Uh, it's his house that he bought, like an historic house within the town. Um, but he's got a couple beds set up for the coaches. I've got it pretty nice, but some of the players don't have it as nice. Damn. So, so if you had to give, if you had to give advice to someone that wants to go into either coaching or playing baseball, uh, what is the best advice that you can give someone? Keep going till everyone, everybody tells you you can't do it. Um, out of high school, I wasn't highly recruited like big time prospects. Same with out of college, I wasn't drafted, but I kept playing and I kept knowing that my skills can get me to the next level, and they did, and that's how I got to play. And for the future for you then, Brandon, what's happening after the summer? Where do you plan on going to? Do you plan on going to another random city in the middle of fuck nowhere? Or <laughs> where, where do you see your, your, your bat and ball taking you? Next is another BFE town in the middle of nowhere. Just see as much of this country as I can and do all the crazy experiences. Um, so I'm, wait, I'm doing some resumes right now, sending them out, hopefully getting a call back here in a few days about a a potential job. So fingers crossed that I get to go there. Um, it's not a high paying job, but it's another foot in the door in a cool place. So that's the best part of for me. Well, I'll, I'll always keep my, uh, Brandon Cowan trading card, uh, tight in my wallet. That's my <laughs> most prized possession. <laughs> oh, stop it. I was hoping you just have it on your refrigerator at home. So <laughs> your family can see it. <laughs> I, I know exactly where it is too. It's in, it's in a box in my closet. I have. Oh, it. you Don't have to worry. show Mason when you find it the next time you see it. <laughs> the, I think I have this like guy maybe, was. I think I have this like guy was walking left. around, <laughs> just handing out <laughs> minor league baseball cards and saying like he signed them all and he was like, "This is for you. This is for you. This is for you. Remember me. Remember me." <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, I had to give a go more present for everybody. <laughs> this is for when I get famous. There you go. There you go. <laughs> or if I end up in jail in Montana, you can say, I know that guy. <laughs> Look, here's a training card. I know him. <laughs> Pay for his release in four, like five ultra rare signed baseball cards. <laughs> You're free to go. There you go. It's my bail money if I ever get in jail. <laughs> Right then, Brandon, it's been awesome talking to you today, mate. And more importantly, it's been great catching up with you. Like we said, it's been about four years. Again, way too long. One thing we always do on the podcast, I'm sure you said you listened to it before, so you're kind of expecting it. But what we do is we close out with a quote of the week from our guests. So if you could uh, tell us a little quote that you live by or any kind oh, of motto. Yeah, <laughs> I was not prepared for this one. All right. All right, I got one for you. Uh, life's a garden. Dig it. Joe Dirt. <laughs> Short and sweet. That's only like... Oh, Mason's crying. Uh, I love that. I love that so much. It's brilliant. Uh, anyways, Brian, it's been awesome speaking to you and thanks for that quote it's um it's something i definitely would live by from now on to be honest do you have any last words before we, we close out Brandon? 
No, I just want to thank you guys for having me on. Fucking miss seeing your guys' faces, and I hope that this COVID thing is over soon so we can all get together and have a good four logo. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. I need to order myself one now, actually. Like, I've been speaking about it for so long. Yeah. I'm going to bite the bullet and order one, so let's do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks again, mate. Hi, mate. Do you have any closing words? Uh, just keep on listening. We have some uh, some sponsors and some good guests coming, so uh, look out for your beers and your sponsorships and uh, some cool guests coming. Follow our TikTok for some exclusive content. And uh, like always, just... Like, subscribe, and stream everywhere you can.